This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to NFL Live. The offseason is over. We have four teams in training camp and 27 more starting up tomorrow. We'll get into a major holdout in Kansas City. Hear what Chris Jones's absence means for the champs. Plus, the Raiders get a boost. Jimmy Garoppolo cleared for camp, but there are still some major questions around that offense. We'll dive into that. And speaking of offense, the new offense with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton in Denver just got some welcome news on a star running back. Hear what the impact of that will be. We have a lot to get to, and we've got just the crew to get to it. I've got Mina Kimes, Ryan Clark, and Jeremy Fowler here with me on an NFL Live Monday. Jeremy, we're starting with a scary moment at Detroit Lions practice today. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, Dan, C.J. Garner-Johnson, their prize safety from the 2023 free agency class, went down with a knee issue, but I texted with somebody in the Lions building. They sent the words back, all good. So this is considered a minor issue, and our field Yates reported that no structural damage in that knee coming off the MRI. So Garner-Johnson signed a one-year deal. He plans to have a big season, cash in in 2024. That plan is still intact right now plan to help Detroit improve a defense allowed just over 25 points per game last season tied for the third worst in the league. It's the fourth straight year the Lions ranked 26th or worse in scoring defense. Obviously they're hoping to get better. They played man to man defense at the second highest rate in the NFL last year and it simply did not hold up. The Lions allowed the deepest average completion in the entire league. Uh, so RC it sounds like that is good news uh, for the Lions. So Let's proceed with how does C.J. Gardner-Johnson's addition help them fix their issues on defense? (laughs) C.J. Gardner-Johnson, in his career being in the NFL, was probably a top two slot guy in New Orleans who could go man-to-man with any of the top slot wide receivers. He was a guy that could blitz, run support off of the edge, and then he turned into the premier middle-of-the-field safety with the Philadelphia Eagles getting six picks last year and being an absolute missile out of the middle of the field when it came to tackling. And so he had so many dimensions to this Detroit Lions defense. You put, you couple him with the drafting of Brian Branch out of Alabama in the second round and you have two of the premier inside the number defenders in the entire NFC North and so I think what he has to this team is an attitude a go-getter in the way that he plays the game and an absolute dog and from what I hear at least as many times as he's been slapped or punched on the field he's a world-class trash talker (laughs) as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, his mouth, mouthpiece is never in. Um, this was uh, an immense source of relief, or at least we hope so. The news that it's not as serious as it seemed. For all the reasons Ryan just articulated, I was really excited to watch him in this defense in particular because it's a reunion with Aaron Glenn, who's their defensive coordinator, who coached him in New Orleans. You talked about all the man coverage that Detroit plays New Orleans with C.J. Gardner-Johnson played a ton of man coverage, ton of cover two man. Um, so, you know, I saw the signing as kind of the final piece for this defense, in particular this secondary, to make a leap. And to have him is immensely important. But I will also say 
I do think safety is probably one of the positions where this team is the deepest if he has to take any period of time out, whether it's from camp or beyond. Um, Ryan alluded to the drafting of Brian Branch, who I think, similar to CJ, can play both safety and in the slot. You're also getting Tracy Walker back from injury. Kirby Joseph really broke out the end of last season. Ask Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. about it. So to have all four of those guys <laughs> together for Aaron Glenn to work with and to use in different groupings, it's really one of the more talented groups on the team and arguably in the NFL. High expectations in Detroit this year, and obviously a lot of that rests on the improvement they expect to be able to make uh, on defense. Let's keep it on the defensive side of the ball. The Chiefs opened training camp without their best defensive player. That's defensive tackle Chris Jones, who continues to hold out for a new contract. Jones has one year and about $21 million left on his current deal. Head coach Andy Reid was asked if he was surprised by Jones's absence. Yeah, I'd probably tell you that, yeah. I was a bit surprised. We'll just see how things go here uh, down the road. Um, there had been communication. We'll see where it goes uh, from here. And if you're not here, we just keep we just keep moving. And that's how that's how we roll. We don't worry a lot about that. We we let it let take care of itself. And we got great people working working on that. So I'm not worried about that. Obviously, they have some time before the season starts, but once it does, they're going to need him. How rare is his pass rush ability from the interior? Consider that Jeffrey Simmons, Deron Payne, and Dexter Lawrence each signed deals this offseason worth around $60 million guaranteed. They had 10 and a half sacks created combined against double teams last season. Jones had 10 by himself. That was the most in the league. Jones's pass rush impact may be closer to that of the league's two $100 million edge rushers. Those are Joey Bosa and Miles Garrett, and I'm sure that is all part of his case as he looks to get a new contract from the Chiefs. So, Jeremy, what more can you tell us about this situation? Well, Dan, Chris Jones wants to be closer to that Aaron Donald threshold of defensive tackle, so around that $30 million range than the other defensive tackles that are in the sort of low to mid 20 millions per year. He believes he's proved it, and so that's why he's holding out. But I talked to somebody close to the situation on the team who said that they've prioritized doing a deal for Chris Jones for a while now. They budgeted for it. They wanted to get it done either right before camp or in the days after. So this is in the ballpark for them. They just have to close that gap and try to find a sweet spot that's team-friendly but still pays him what he needs. Yeah, obviously one of the reasons you hold out, Mina, is because you want the team to get used to the idea of, hey, what if I wasn't around? So uh, on that front, how just how important yeah. is Chris Jones to the Kansas City Chiefs? I would argue that outside of Patrick Mahomes, he is the most indispensable player on the Chiefs because of both his talent and the depth or lack thereof at his position. I know people at home might be screaming Travis Kelsey, but let me lay it out for you. Chris Jones last year led all defensive tackles in the NFL in snaps. If you take it to the regular season, he was second. He led all defensive tackles in the NFL in pass rush win rate. Not a single chief outside of him at defensive tackle ranked in the top 50. He ranked first amongst all the tackles in the NFL. Are you sending, or sensing a theme here? The defensive tackles in the NFL in pressures. The closest to him was Kalen Saunders, who's no longer on the team. They need him. He is very good. He is very important to this team, which is, of course, as always, has Super Bowl aspirations with Patrick Mahomes.
You know, he's also going to be the linchpin and absolutely the spark plug for a team that's going to start four guys that was drafted last year and another guy drafted the year before. Two more drafted the year before that. This is an extremely young team on the back end, but so, so talented. But it's able to go and Steve Spagnola is able to move in and out of defenses, whether it be zone blitzes, man-to-man, -man, deep zones on the back end because of what can be created up front by Chris Jones, whether it's by double teams, whipping one-on-one -on -one opportunities and creating pressure into the face of quarterbacks across the AFC. Chris Jones deserves that Aaron Jones type of money, I mean Aaron Donald type of money because he plays that sort of ball and he commands that sort of attention. Every week, every offensive coordinator has to come in with a plan to block him. And when you have to do that, now Steve Spagnola can move around him in disguise and create pressures from other angles. Yeah, one of the reasons the Chiefs have been able to mix and match at those edge spots during their run is because of how constant Jones has been as a presence in the pass rush uh, in the middle. On the offensive side of the ball, Jeremy, the Chiefs had an injury uh, in camp. What can you tell us about Kadarius Toney? Yeah, Dan, Tony came down with a knee issue yesterday, so the team's taking it easy with him. I checked with somebody over there who said that they're still exploring their options, charting their course, but he'll probably miss some early training camp, even preseason action, but not a long-term serious issue. Our Adam Schefter says that he had a cleanup procedure in the offseason, and so this could be a byproduct of that. So no major concern there, but they're going to give him some time to certainly rest this up, especially with his injury history from the Giants over the last two years before they traded for him. Yeah, that's where you get concerned because of the injury history. And because I think for the Chiefs, he's the kind of player who can really take this offense to another level. And I'm not going to argue he's indispensable the way I did with Chris Jones. We've seen this offense look absolutely fine without Kadarius Toney. But in the limited glimpses you saw of him last season, he was used so creatively lined up all across the formation. He's in the backfield. He's used on jet sweeps and end arounds. And combined with a coach as creative as Andy Reid, it feels, you certainly saw this in the Super Bowl, by the way, when he scored off of the motion, it feels like a formula that just makes this offense even harder to defend. So it's okay, I think, if he misses some time, but it would be no doubt disappointing for a team that I imagine has some pretty exciting plans for how to use him. <laughs> this is why I love working with Mina because she's a genius and you see how she carefully chose all of those words She said it would be disappointing <laughs> But she definitely didn't talk about him the way she talked about Chris Jones because we understand with Patrick Mahomes You just have to have someone that's not a zombie out there and he'll find a way to get them the football <laughs> But when you look at what Kadarius Tony brings to this team, it is about versatility Especially when you have someone like Andy Reid and a guy like Patrick Mahomes who loves to be so creative with the way that they get their playmakers the football. You're expecting Sky Moore to take a step forward in his second year. You wonder what you can get from a guy like Rasheed Rice. But this was a skilled player's position, especially on the outside, that I expected to be faster, quicker, and be able to be more diverse than what we saw last year. But that starts with Kadarius Toney. And though he can miss a couple of games or even the whole season and the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs be okay, it is scary what I think they will be able to do with the healthy Kadarius Tony, and all you have to do is rewind back to the Super Bowl mm -hmm. and think of some of those big game-changing mm -hmm. plays he was able to make yeah. to help them beat the Eagles. No doubt. He was somebody that they think could be a difference maker in the offense, especially given a whole offseason, so 
hopefully for their sake. I mean, it would be nice if the Chiefs finally caught a break and won a couple of games. Uh, we know it's been so rough for them. We're just getting started on NFL Live. Jimmy G cleared to practice. What's the ceiling for the Las Vegas Raiders? Hear why Mina is not expecting a deep playoff run in Vegas. Plus, Broncos running back Javante Williams not on the team's pup list as they start camp. How will he impact the team's offense? Mina will tell you how that running back can be Russell Wilson's saving grace. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Blitz. Wilson is sacked. Wilson, long throw. Ball is too high and intercepted. Every year you dress up the cleats and tie them up to, to be your best, and this year was not that. Breaking news here on NFL Live. Sean Payton will become the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton's impact can be immediate. The reset button has got to be hit. This has to fix Russell Wilson. The work has started. How do we highlight their strengths? I'm learning about every one of these players, not just Russell. Those Denver Broncos got some good news this weekend, learning that running back Javante Williams, who missed a good chunk of last year with a serious knee injury, would not begin camp on the physically unable to perform list. Obviously a very encouraging sign for Williams' week one availability. So assuming they do have him back, what type of runner are the Broncos getting back? Well, by at least this measure, one of the hardest runners in the league. Over his two-year career, Javante Williams leads the league in yards after contact per rush. Highest mark of the 36 players with at least 250 rushes in that time. So, Jeremy, obviously, he was a big part of last year's plans. That didn't work out. He's a big part of their no. plans this year. Where is Javante Williams on his progress in recovery from that injury? Well, Dan, the Broncos feel good about it. I was told they came out of the spring OTA minicamp session feeling like he was in good shape tracking in the right direction, so they decided to keep him off the pup list and let him get some work. Now, they'll likely take it slowly with him, and Denver's been looking at the running back market free agency a little bit. They've been combing through options, whether it's Kareem Hunt or Dalvin Cook, and so I wouldn't rule them out bringing in a fresh set of veteran legs to offset Williams as he gets ready. But once he is healthy, he will be their top running back. I was told that it helped it. When he had the surgery, there was no nerve damage or cartilage damage to the knee, so that helped the process come along. Mina, you've watched one or two uh, Russell Wilson games over the course of his career, I know. What, uh, how, how important would a running back like Williams and his return to full health be to Wilson's recovery from that lousy year he had last year? I think it's really important, not just because it'll help the run game, which 
fell off a cliff a little bit last year without him. They also made some additions on the offensive line. I think that'll help in that regard. But because I think at this point in his career, Russell Wilson is more dependent on an efficient run game than he's been perhaps earlier in his career. So over the last three years, so this goes back to his time in Seattle, there's been a pretty big gap in his play uh, when he faces too high coverage, meaning the two safeties sitting far back off the line of scrimmage, versus single high, as you see here. When he's faced too high, he has been one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, there's a couple ways to combat that if you're an offense. One is get the ball out quickly, underneath, short throws. That's not Russell Wilson's game. The other way is to run defenses out of it. And I think if Denver has that ability, um, they can do a better job of helping Russell Wilson by giving him more favorable defensive looks, the type of looks that he's had success, especially throwing deep against in the past. Well, Mina sets this up perfectly because we're all so excited about what Sean Payton can turn this Denver Broncos offense into, how Sean Payton can get Russell Wilson back to being everything Russell Wilson has always been. That's actually not what Sean Payton does, though. Sean Payton doesn't do what Russell Wilson has been successful doing his whole career. Sean Payton is about playing the game on time, getting the football out of your hands, reading through your progressions, and finding ways to get balls into your playmaker's hands. Russell Wilson historically holds on to the football. Russell Wilson was sacked over 50 times last year, where Drew Brees averaged about 20 for his entire career. So Javon Williams is all important to this team and maybe even adding another top-notch runner would help Russell Wilson because I don't believe his style of play gels with with Sean Payton in a way where he's going to throw teams or use the quick game to get teams out of those formations or those too high safety defenses is going to be all based on running the football and then being able to move into play action and taking some of those deep shots outside the numbers. Yeah, Ryan, I completely agree, you know, especially when you compare Russell Wilson to Drew Brees, who they're just wildly different quarterbacks height aside. And also when you consider the things Denver's done this offseason, like it's one of those things when we try to predict what is this offense going to look like? Well, look at the personnel additions. I alluded to this, adding one of the better run blocking right tackles in Mike McGlinchey. Uh, signing yeah. Samaj P. Ryan from Cincinnati as a third down back. They added a blocking tight end. These are all moves by a coach who knows he's going to have to run the football. He is not coming out yeah. and saying, you know, I expect Russell Wilson to be this quick game efficient passer because I think Peyton, like all of us, watched Russell Wilson last year. He's clearly aware of his deficiencies yeah. and his strengths. You know, I'll say this watching him. He can still sling it. So to your point, Peyton wants to, I imagine, will want to use the run game, set up opportunities for Russell Wilson to throw deep, basically try to find ways to get the ball out of his hands quicker uh, when he's not running the football. You know, Mino, what's funny is 
you're probably going to get a little nostalgic watching Russell Wilson play this season <laughs> because it should bring you back to early Seattle Seahawks days where the run game yeah. was extremely important, where on the back end, guys like Justin Simmons and Patrick Sertan II make you long for the days of the LOB. This is going <laughs> to be a team that should play extremely good defense and then run the football to control the clock. But at some point, Russell Wilson doesn't necessarily necessarily have to cook, but he has to do some of those things that got him this extremely large contract yeah. and put him at the forefront of this franchise as their guy in the quarterback position. Russell Wilson needs to rebound. He may not need to be the league MVP or have to challenge Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in his own division for the quarterback that can lay, lay up the best deep ball, but he's going to have to find ways to create those chunk plays within Sean Payton's offense and within that structure. That starts defensively, that then that rolls to the backfield, and then Russell Wilson being extremely efficient when he has the opportunity to take those shots and push the ball down the field. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. We're going to have to see something. They did not spend what they spent to acquire and sign him in order to have him hand the ball off uh, to Javante Williams and Samaji Pirine. So we'll see how that goes. We're going to continue with our AFC West theme here today on NFL Live. When we come back, Jimmy Garoppolo passed his training camp physical. But RC still has some concerns about how that Raiders offense is going to look this season. He'll explain next. You're watching NFL Live. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Back on NFL Live, let's hit on some of our top stories. Jeremy Fowler, let's start with a scary moment at Lions practice today. Yes, yeah, sigh of relief after C.J. Gardner-Johnson, their top safety sign this offseason, went down with a knee issue. I texted with somebody in Detroit. I was told that he is, quote, all good, considered day-to-day. -day. No structural damage, according to our field Yates, after the MRI. So this is a player that signed a one-year deal and plans to cash in in 2024. That plan is still intact. Now let's go next. We got Naeem Hines. Scary situation in Buffalo. Hines tore his ACL. That's confirmed after an incident on a jet ski. He was struck by a jet ski on the water away from the team. And so the team reworked Hines' contract this offseason. He planned to be a big part of their offense. And so now they have to regroup. They've actually been working out some running backs. Could sign Darrington Evans, former Titans draft pick. So they're trying to find a pass catching running back in their offense now. Jimmy Garoppolo, he is cleared, ready to go. Not on the physically unable to perform list, passed his physical 
early Sunday morning. And so I checked on this all weekend and everybody I talked to in Las Vegas said that he's doing really well and should have no major restrictions here. He's been trending in the right direction for a few months coming off that foot surgery. He's been getting a lot of mental reps with Devontae Adams, ingratiating himself with the receivers inside the building. Now it's time to take that on the field. You know, go back a year, we were all excited about a Raiders offense that had Derek Carr at quarterback, Devontae Adams and Darren Waller as their top pass catchers and future rushing champ Josh Jacobs at running back. Where are they now? Well, generally not there, uh, including the quarterback. Three of these guys you see here are gone. Carr is a saint, Waller is a giant, and Jacobs is holding out a training camp uh, because he wants a new contract and he got instead the franchise tag and we've been over and over the whole thing uh, with the running back. So let's bring it back to the quarterback. Mina, what does this Raiders offense look like with Garoppolo at quarterback? You know, going from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo, one of the more interesting moves uh, team made this offseason, in part because I think, and I, and I believe this sentiment is probably shared by a lot of folks around the league, Derek Carr is the more talented quarterback. He's got the better arm. He's better at making plays outside of structure. I think all of those things, but I also still kind of understand why they did it because while Derek Carr is the better quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo makes more sense for a Josh McDaniels offense. You ask, what does that look like? Power running game. They're going to have a lot of heavy personnel, a lot of play action. They want him to get the ball out quickly use the middle of the field, try to get yards after the catch. All things that we know Jimmy Garoppolo can do. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's offense is very different, but it's similar in that it basically asks the quarterback to be the operator, which is not something that Derek Carr did well uh, last year in Las Vegas. So while, you know, I think you can criticize the move, it makes sense when you view it through the framework of what Josh McDaniels wants out of a quarterback for his offense. Yeah, I think when you look at the New England Patriots of the desert now in Vegas, you say, yeah, <laughs> it does make sense and it looks extremely familiar. You're going to go out and get Austin Hooper and pair him with Mike Mayer so you can go 12 personnel, which we know the New England Patriots love to do, dating back to the times of Rob Gronkowski. Also on the outside, you've now added Jacoby Myers, who understands what Josh McDaniels is expecting from his wide receivers when it comes to his route tree when it comes to timing. My issue is this. You go out last year and you give big money to Devontae Adams because of his talent, because of his ability to stretch the field, and you get a quarterback who doesn't do that. You have a quarterback who doesn't show accuracy on the deep ball, who isn't used to or doesn't enjoy throwing into tight windows, which is where Devontae Adams shines and separates himself from everyone at the position. And so where Josh McDaniels may be a happy man because he could sit back and it could feel like Foxborough to him, Devontae Adams will not. Because what he did show is last year, if you can throw the ball far enough, whether you're Jared Stidham or Derek yeah. Carr, I can create play. He's not Debo Samuel. He's not Brandon Ayuk. He's Devontae Adams. And I take him 10 out of 10 days, 10 days. But I don't necessarily know if I take him with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be great. Uh, Fowler, what do you got, like, what, what do you got on, on Josh Jacobs? We mentioned he wants a, he wants a new contract. Yeah. Led the league in rushing last year. Uh, at, at, least, at least they'll have him, right? Yeah, I was about to say, Dan, it's getting a little bit worse here because Josh Jacobs has long been frustrated. And this could boil over in some missed time. He has not signed his franchise tag. 
could miss all the preseason, maybe even some games. You know, the sense I get is that he's talking a pretty big game off the field right now. Now, when the checks start to come and it's $10.1 million, we will see what the decision is, whether he plays games. But the Raiders have to have some contingency plans in place. They drafted Zamir White, running back out of Georgia in the fourth round last year. Major opportunity for him right now. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, like running back skipping training camp, I'm not sure is the biggest deal in the world. They're not going to run those guys into the ground in camp anyway. As we get closer to the season, yeah. uh, we, we will see. But, I mean, Mina, like, all of this that we've talked about, right, that whether the receivers are, or Adam's the right fit with McDaniels, et cetera, uh, what's the ceiling for this offense and this team? Yeah. I have them as the fourth <laughs> team in the division, uh, to be honest. I, I, and we spent the yeah. last segment talking about the Broncos. I actually think the Raiders could end up having a more efficient offense than Denver, but Denver's defense is significantly better, in my opinion, than a Raiders defense that still has lots of holes, particularly at the second and third levels. Um, it's a tough division. We know that it's just hard for me to imagine them competing either in the AFC or the AFC West. Man, it was a playoff team when McDaniel, before McDaniels got there, and now uh, we're picking them fourth in the division. That doesn't sound like uh, it's moving. The, well, I mean, we'll see. Maybe we're wrong, uh, and he's right. We come back on NFL Live. Odell Beckham Jr. and the Ravens are opening up training camp tomorrow. Find out what Mina's expectations are for Baltimore's new-look offense when we come back on NFL Live. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. ESPN Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy game. And with the season right around the corner, you can get your league started right now at ESPN.com slash fantasy football. Time now for some read and react. The Ravens report to camp tomorrow. Lots of new faces on that offense. Here's what Odell Beckham Jr. told the team's website about getting started in Baltimore. He said, I'm excited. It's been a long time having to sit out and watch other people and not get to play. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. At the end of the day, my story will be about resiliency and just being able to bounce back time after time. Mina, what would a healthy Odell Beckham Jr. bring to the Baltimore offense? Separation ability, explosiveness. When you think about the last time we saw OBJ healthy, the Rams Super Bowl run, you saw those special traits that he flashed early in his career. The ability to get open and then after the catch, explode with the ball in his hands. If he is healthy, if he is that guy, he is a player who could take this uh, Ravens passing attack that we're all so excited to watch 
from good to truly special. To Cleveland, where Nick Chubb was asked if he and his fellow running backs had come up with any solutions to a down market after they all had a Zoom call this weekend. Sounds like they didn't. Take a listen. Well, I mean, right now it's just talking. You know, there's really nothing we can do. We're kind of, um, we're kind of handcuffed with the situation. But I mean, I felt what I took from it. Uh, McCaffrey and Derrick Henry and Saquon all had a lot of good points. But the biggest thing is that we're in a position that our production hurts us the most. You know, if we go out there and run for 2,000 yards with so many um, carries, the next year they're going to say, you know, you're probably worn down. That's the biggest thing that I took from it. It's just, I mean, it's tough. You know, we, it hurts us just to go out, to go out there and do good. It hurts us at, at the end of the day. RC, your thoughts? I mean, I think it's a very tough situation that the running backs are in. When you look at the way the league is trending and how the game is played, who is protected and who is paid, it's not the running back position. And when you see guys like Damian Pierce and Isaiah Pacheco in their rookie years being mid to late round draft picks, help teams win and at the position, it doesn't help the Saquon Barkleys of the world. I think there's a happy place to find, but the running backs are going to have to do a ton of soul searching and be really unselfish in the way they move forward to make a change. To Carolina, where top overall pick Bryce Young signed his rookie deal Friday. That was obviously expected, but what are the reasonable expectations for Young as a rookie once the season starts? Consider that since 2010, there have been only four rookie quarterbacks that won at least 10 games. The last was Mac Jones in New England two years ago. Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson did it, despite being picked outside the first round, while Andrew Luck uh, was the number one overall pick, just like Bryce Young. So, Jeremy Fowler, what have you heard about Bryce Young's development so far in Carolina? Well, Young picked up the offense pretty swiftly in OTAs and minicamp and leading into training camp. You know, they're bringing in that Rams influence from new OC Thomas Brown. He's from that Sean McVay tree. I'm told that offense is very tough for young quarterbacks, the nuances of it. But Bryce Young batted about as close to 100% as you can in his first few months picking it up. Plus, he threw well in the intermediate to deep balls. They liked his touch on those passes. And so there's definitely a feeling in Carolina that they got the right guy. They want to see that play out over the next six months. Yeah, high expectations there for Young, the first overall pick. But Mina, I, I think any rookie quarterback's best friend is probably a really good defense. What do you make of Carolina's defense? I cannot wait to watch Carolina's defense this year. I think it's one of those units, and this happens every year, that could make a massive leap into potentially being a top 10 defense. When you look at them, the first thing that jumps out is that they have a young core of truly special talent. Of course, Brian Burns, you see there, Derek Brown, Frankie Louvu. Frankie Louvu to me is like your favorite NFL analyst, favorite NFL player. Everybody who watches him loves him. He's just not a household name yet. And then JC Horn, who was fantastic before he was hurt. Uh, as the press man corner. But they needed a couple things to turn that sort of promise into realized potential. And I think they added both of them. One was the hiring of their defensive coordinator, Jiro Evero, who many people thought would be a head coach by now around the league, coming from Denver, where he did a fantastic job with that group. And then one of my favorite free agency signings this entire offseason was them adding Von Bell at safety. Jiro's defenses use a lot of disguise. Those safeties are constantly rotating post-snap. And to have a veteran safety there pairing in with Jeremy Chin and Xavier Woods, who has a lot of experience doing that in Cincinnati, to me, it was the final piece, and it's the thing that I think is going to bring this defense together in 2023. Everything that Mina says is absolutely dead on, which it is 
most times. But when you look at J.C. <laughs> Horn, I think people are starting to forget he was drafted before Patrick Sertan the second when they both came out together. And J.C. Horn is a press man corner who plays opposite the extremely fast and explosive but smaller Dante Jackson. And when they were healthy, they would use those guys to match up with like body sizes. And it really gave them a one-two punch that was amazing at the cornerback position. But if Coach Evero is going to get everything out of this defense, both of those guys have to be healthy. They're both coming off of season-ending injuries in which J.C. Horn has suffered his first two years in the league. He's also missed time this offseason. Dante Jackson coming off of an Achilles. If those two men are healthy and 100%, this could be the best defense in the NFC South. And if they are, and then Bryce Young continues to come along on the offensive side of the ball, especially with this coaching staff that's assembled around him, this team could win the NFC South and be one of those teams that drafted first overall because they were able to move up and found themselves in the playoffs. But it's going to depend on those two guys on the outside being healthy, yeah. but also being themselves. Yeah, a lot of opportunity in a division where no one uh, finished even 500 a year ago. New on NFL Live from our Adam Schefter, number two overall pick, C.J. Stroud and the Texans reached agreement on a four-year, fully guaranteed $36.2 million contract. And number four overall pick, Anthony Richardson and the Colts reached agreement on a four-year, fully guaranteed $34 million contract. Only first-round pick still unsigned is number five pick, Devin Witherspoon uh, of the Seahawks. When we come back on NFL Live, will Josh Allen finally be able to bring home the Lombardi Trophy? to Buffalo. RC explains how it'll all come down to consistency and smart play calling. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The NFL's back together weekend is happening again with all 32 teams practicing at their individual training camp sites. And Saturday, the NFL Live crew will have coverage from every single one of them from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on ESPN and from 1 to 3 Eastern on ABC. Back Together Weekend is also available on the ESPN app and on NFL Network. Hey, check out some of these highlights from training camps over the weekend. Look at this, Patrick Mahomes from deep RC. He hits the crossbar. That looks just like yeah. you, Dan. Yeah. That's Dan, right. I've seen you do the exact same thing a million times, but because it's Patrick Mahomes, it's we true. fawn over him. The difference is when I do it, the crossbar catches it. That's how good I am. And then look at this one from Garrett Wilson uh, in the back of the end zone. This is a one-handed catch by the reigning offensive rookie of the year. 
I don't know. Is, is it Rogers throwing it? I can't tell. It's a little bit. Look at this. Mina, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I can see it is Rogers throwing it. I'm surprised because it's a it's a Jets clip. I haven't already seen this a hundred times, uh, but it is impressive. Gary Man, Wilson is very good. Talk. Jets are getting a little Jets bit of attention uh, this offseason. <laughs> I mean, sorry, it's not like Speaking of the it's Jets. It's cool. He's good. This is Sauce Gardner, oh, the boy. reigning defensive rookie here, gifting Aaron Rodgers a chain with his number eight on it. A lot of ice there. Uh, a lot of love. Really, just just the offseason just been all about love, um, <sighs> RC, for the Jets. What do you think? Yeah. Look at that. Everybody, very harmonious. Well, listen, I, yeah. I don't know. I would... I would like to go somewhere where they just gift me chains. Yeah. I'd like to wear a change, whether it's a turnover chain, whether it's a, ta a chain for just being me, or anything with the number 25 on it. I will also <laughs> wear hint, hint, Mina, Dan Graziano, yep. Jeremy Fowler. I'm told Lydell King is working on that, that for the next time you're up in Bristol, so <laughs> you, can, you can be uh, very excited <laughs> about that. Buffalo Bills open training camp tomorrow, and after a little flare-up with star wideout Stephon Diggs in June minicamp, a lot of eyes are going to be on that situation. Quarterback Josh Allen knows that, and here's what he had to say. You know, just trying to get on the same page and um, on the field in terms of what we're expecting out of each other, what we, what we want to do. Um, you know, he's very focused on football, and, and he wants to win, and I want to win, and we've had some good conversations in the last couple weeks, and you know, just trying to give each other everything that we got. And I think that's that's all we can ask for each other is just give me everything. And we've had a lot of success in the last couple of years, and we want to build on that success. So we got to find ways to, to get to that next level, and that's to win the Super Bowl. And if it's not going to be by not trying, I'll tell you that. Jeremy, are you expecting Diggs to be there when the Bills open camp tomorrow? Yeah, Dan, the people I've spoken to in Buffalo fully expect Diggs to show up. Now, that first day of minicamp was tense, a lot of behind-closed-doors meetings between Diggs and team officials and even Josh Allen, but they believe that at the end of minicamp, by the second and third day, they got out of it in a better place, that it was less tense. And so they're hopeful that that carries over a little bit and that Diggs and Josh Allen are in a good spot. Those two needed to have a conversation. It's my understanding that that has happened and will continue to happen. So they're hopeful that Diggs just had, you know, the, the Diggs experience was on full display this offseason, but that he'll be ready to ball out. And Naheem Hines, an unfortunate situation where Hines, uh, leading up to training camp, suffered a torn ACL on a jet ski incident, got hit by another jet ski in the water off-site, so he could be placed on the non-football injury list, which could jeopardize his salary. Team had big plans for Naheem. They reworked his salary this offseason. He's going to be essentially the number two running back pass catcher, so they're looking at potential options to replace him, could sign some of the workout players that they had in the building today, including former Titans draft pick Darrington Evans. Interesting. Mina, what, what does the uh, Hines injury mean for that Buffalo offense? Yeah, well, first I feel awful for him, not just because of the injury. Jeremy alluded to the contract ramifications uh, of having a non-football injury. It's just terrible. Um, for the Bills, you know, Hines did not produce a lot last year, but I do believe we, we've seen at points in his career how explosive he can be as a pass catcher. So to lose him is not nothing. That said, uh, James Cook is a very good third down back pass catcher. They added Damian Harris, who I really like as their primary back this year. So the room looks good, uh, but it's a shame that they don't have Hines. It is. Uh, you know, James Cook's brother's a free agent, I heard. Maybe they look into that. Anyway, uh, RC, what are, you, uh, <laughs> what are you watching for this Buffalo offense when they get out there this year? 
You know what, I think this is the perfect segue to what I want to talk about. Mina mentioned going out and getting Damian Harris from the New England Patriots. They also add Latavius Murray to that room. And James Cook, who I feel is not only a back who can be your first and second down back, but he can be huge in the pass game as well. They need to use these running backs in Buffalo. Everything became about Josh Allen. And when Ken Dorsey, who was part of that quarterback room, got elevated to the offensive coordinator position, he still coached like he was in the quarterback room, like he was in the room where he wanted to see his guy get all the praise and he wanted to see his guy do everything. But that's not how you help an offense be great. That's not how you help a team win. They need to run the ball efficiently. They need to be consistent in calling the running plays when they are presented with the light boxes and I feel like if you can do that and you make defenses prepare for a two-dimensional attack when you're playing the Buffalo Bills this is when you allow Josh Allen to not only use his arm but use his legs with being able to use zone reads and some of the options that he can have from the yeah. cornerback position this is about Ken Dorsey taking that next step as a second year play caller you know what this makes me think of and stick with me here Ryan so I'm not a great cook but I know that if I just add extra <laughs> butter to something it's probably gonna taste good so I'll just do it because it's an easy solution that is what Josh Allen running is like for the Buffalo Bills like it might not be the best for the long term but in the moment it just tastes so good and it's such an easy fix I mean you, you talked about the light boxes and they face a lot of light boxes right uh josh allen running into light boxes yeah. is the most efficient quarterback in football number one when the bills running backs last year ran into light boxes that ranking dropped to 23rd so when you're ken dorsey and you're looking at your play sheet and you're thinking okay i don't i know that i shouldn't run my gigantic battering ram of quarterback because he's the most important player in the franchise <laughs> but the butter tastes so good and i feel like it's like hard it's to so quit good. because it's an easy fix it's so good it works so well it's it's, it's like you're hooked on it and i and i get it even though to your point it, it's not best for them in the long term yeah, but I mean, Mina is absolutely right. They're going with the thing that they believe works. But I believe long term, when you get into the playoff scenarios and teams are now playing you a little bit differently in those situations, you need to have a team that's competent at running the football through the running back position. And I think you work on those things throughout the regular season. And then in the playoffs, when you have those opportunities, it can pay dividends. Yeah, because if, if you eat too much butter, it might taste good, but you have that regret there at the end of your meal slash season. So we'll see uh, how the Never bills. any regret. Never There's any regret. Well, uh, maybe, maybe you just work it's out harder than regret. I do. Maybe that's maybe it's that simple. Anyway, we got time for one <laughs> more thing, and it's DeAndre Hopkins signing his contract today with the Tennessee Titans. But if you look behind him, it looks like he's signing his contract with the Houston Ooh. Oilers. Remember Houston Oilers? Man, a lot of people are probably saying no. Uh, but the Titans revealed these throwback uniforms to the Houston Oilers uh, days yesterday. They're going to wear them for two games this nice. season. Uh, and, and the Jets are doing a similar thing with their all-white throwbacks. They're going to wear these in weeks uh, one and four. I was going to talk about the Houston Oilers thing, but, but RC and Mina said we didn't talk about the Jets enough in this show. 
So I thought we'd bring up what do we think of these? Uh, what do we think of the throwback? Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I have now reached that age in life where all the old stuff is better. Old R&B is better than new R&B. Old hip hop is better than new hip hop. And those jerseys no for doubt. the Oilers are so much better than the new jerseys for the Tennessee They're Titans. They're so nice. Bring them yeah. They're so nice. They should keep them permanently. Thanks for watching NFL Live. Back tomorrow.